We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality. We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you. Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun. We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you laugh stronger, laugh harder, and sex better. Let's go! Hey, Sean here. I know Helena was not with me last week because I was interviewing Jason Flynn, the amazing grief and loss coach, and Helena is not with me again. And here's the thing. We are about to move to the Czech Republic on May 30th, and we are realizing that there are so many elements to the move that we are going to be taking a break from podcasting. I am full with clients right now. Helena's full with mothering and everything else going on. We realize that we just need to take a break from podcasting. So this will be our last episode for at least four or five weeks. And that means that there is a gap in the content that we are delivering. So what we want to do for you is make you very aware of some of the content that you can go through while this break is happening. First, for men, join the Secret Habit Men's Community. That is an incredible resource where there are three free courses for you to go through. There are live training recordings to go back to. There are men with stories just like yours who are posting daily, commenting on your posts to support you. That's an amazing place to be. If you are a woman, you can't join that community, but I want to offer you a resource that Helena made called Beneath the Skin, which is for women going through betrayal trauma that is a really awesome video course that you can go through at your own pace there's videos and worksheets and application steps and all of that is for $49 Canadian so it's a really good value I'll make sure to link the community and the beneath the skin program below and then ultimately you can go back and listen to our other 68 episodes there's so much rich content here so I just really want to make sure that you know that when we step away for this season there's there's a lot of great resources and content available, and I hope that it blesses you. There is so much in store for you if you just get intentional and become committed for a season, even if it's not with one-on-one -on -one coaching or group coaching, but just getting into a community or getting into a good program, getting some good information and application steps can go a long way. And then when we come back to things, looks like probably mid-June, we'll go back to being in the swing of our regular rhythm. So thank you for your grace. Thank you for your patience. Thank you so much for tuning into our show. I'm going to roll out an episode that I'm recording on my own. Stay tuned right here for Sean talking about the dynamic and the differentiation between relationship with God and fellowship with God. So here is the episode. All right. So I am solo here 
I'm going to be talking about the partnership and the differentiation of relationship and fellowship with God. This is such a powerful lesson that I learned like maybe six months ago from a mentor of mine who's been taking me through this incredible discipleship course from Ministry Catalyst. So all the credit goes to Ministry Catalyst for their incredible multiplier discipleship program. But I'm going to be talking about this because it impacted me so much. You know, I've been a Christian for seven years. I've been free from porn and masturbation for over five years. I've gone through a lot of deep healing in my life. I've experienced Christ's work through my life. I've followed him in ministry and moving across the you know, the country, all these different things. And when I heard this put the way that I'm going to put it today, it rocked me. And since I learned it, I've been teaching it and sharing it with my clients. And I feel like it's made such an incredible impact for them as Christians and men and husbands and fathers and how they do recovery that I couldn't help but share it today as I have a little bit of space and the floor to just teach on something that, um, you know, I'm going to talk about solo with Helena, not to say that she couldn't speak into this, not to say she's not passionate about it, but it's something that I've been really focusing on with my clients. And I thought it would be cool to share, uh, you know, kind of pull back the rug and, and show you what I've been doing with some of my clients in one of the sessions I bring them through. So let's talk about this. What I'm actually going to start with is I'm going to read a snippet of an article I wrote that digs into this idea of relationship in contrast to fellowship. So here is what I put. So I put my mom and dad will always be my mom and dad. I was born to them, and no matter what happens, that relationship never changes. It's the same with God. Once we are born again in Christ, God becomes our Heavenly Father, and nothing can ever break or enhance that relationship. However, what can get broken is our fellowship. If we never speak, if I never speak to my mom and or dad again, or I keep secrets from them that I know break trust, naturally our connection is going to be hindered. This is what sin and disobedience do to our fellowship with God. When we lose fellowship, we dry up. We lose intimacy with him, but not his love. We question our security and ultimately we don't experience the fruit and the joy that God's power brings. The amazing thing about when we live in fellowship, our life is fruitful and abundant. That's how we can tell if we are living in fellowship with God. It's not so much fruitful and abundant in the outcomes of things, but in our spirit, in our soul, we are satisfied. This understanding has helped me see my fellow brothers and sisters differently. As an example, instead of wondering if they're saved, I began and begin to wonder where fellowship is severed and how I can help them restore what is available to them in Christ. So here is a couple of big kickers that I wrote in the article. I'm so grateful that I now have a concrete understanding that A, my relationship with God is never changing, meaning that he loves me like a son no matter what or loves you like a daughter no matter what and B, it's my fellowship with God that is broken when I sin, not his love, meaning that all I need to do is confess and repent of my sin and enter back into perfect fellowship with God. Like just meditate on that for a moment. Just pause for a moment and realize that your relationship is never failing and fellowship, the only thing that breaks fellowship is sin disobedience and to get back into fellowship is to confess and repent. Like that's amazing. And that is so pertinent because in addiction, in marital mistakes, in all these things we do that seem like utter failures, 
God isn't calling us to fix our own problems. He's calling us to enter back into fellowship with him. He isn't ashamed of us. He isn't repulsed by us. He's calling us back into experiencing his love. He's calling us back into experiencing his abundance and blessing. And here's a big kicker that I think I... I don't know if people grasp this. God loves all his children perfectly and equally. But I really believe and see this is that he blesses those who are obedient. So we see our relationship is where we get perfect love from God and our fellowship is where we experience abundance and blessing and fruitfulness. And that's why we see, you know, seasons of our life that feel dry is because we're not in fellowship with God. Let me keep reading. This is exactly what we see in the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, 11 to 32. The father never stopped loving his son. However, their fellowship was broken when the boy went off and squandered his life. The moment the boy came home, the father showered him with love and fellowship was revived between them. What a beautiful picture of Christ. Just think about that for a moment, right? The, the, the relationship father and son never changed but the fellowship was broken the son came back in repentance and fellowship was restored and because that unconditional love was always there the father didn't hold grudges he just was able to shower him with love and that's such a beautiful picture of the relationship and fellowship dynamic so and just so blown away by that and then i just had a couple of questions at the end of this article imagine if you began living with these truths in mind that you are god's son and or god's daughter in a perfect relationship with him that can never be broken god's love for you is never failing and the second one, that you are able to be in intimate fellowship with God at all times. He wants you to be obedient so he can bless you. He doesn't want you to be obedient because you're some pawn or some part of his scheme. He wants you to be obedient so that he can bless you. And I think when we start changing our perspective on what it looks like to be obedient, why do we do spiritual disciplines? Why do we pray? Why do we do all, the, all these things? It's not to prove anything to God. It's to be in alignment with a life that God created us for so we can experience abundance. And when we have that picture, when we have that foundation, it's so amazing. So this is what I've been teaching some of my clients recently that have been struggling to to trust God, to experience God, to, to know his presence, to believe that he loves them is really giving them this clear picture of our relationship with God never changes. And we see that in it's Hebrews, maybe Hebrews six. I should have had that in front of me, but I don't. Um, there's this really cool picture where God is saying that um, the father disciplines the son. And it's really incredible because discipline means that there's been sin, there's been a mistake, there's been a problem. But the father-son language basically is saying that that relationship, that dynamic doesn't change when there's sin. And it's just a clear picture that our Heavenly Father sees us as sons and daughters when we sin. And then we see so often in Scripture, like fellowship is at the heart of abundance and provision and blessing. Like the, the story of Jonah is like Jonah got back into fellowship. He followed the Lord's will. He was obedient. And look what happened. There's just so many amazing stories in scripture. But I see it so often with my clients where they really don't believe God could love them. God could, you know, forgive them because they keep sinning, that 
they're 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 perverted that they've hurt people too much that they're just too far gone but this goes right against all of that 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 relationship that is never failing if you have confessed with your heart and with your mouth that Jesus is lord then you have entered into a never failing relationship with a perfectly loving god no ifs and no buts about that look into scripture and we see that that is our first that's like the main calling from Jesus you know believe in the son repent the kingdom is near we are to repent we are to believe in the son that he died for our sins and he rose from the dead that is the mark of somebody who is confessing jesus as lord but fellowship is really the experience to say that someone has experienced jesus in their life and when somebody experiences jesus in their life there, I don't really believe someone can turn back from that. And I know there's different beliefs about that. And I'm not going to go into that today, but that's really what we're looking for as Christians. We're looking for partnership and connection and fellowship with God, because that's where there's fruit. That's where there's abundance. And if you are experiencing seasons of life where you feel dry, where you don't feel blessings in your life, or you don't feel abundance, I think it's really important to recognize that you are deeply loved. Start there. Jesus died on the cross so that you could be seen as righteous in the eyes of the Father. It's such an important thing to recognize. That relationship with God is what makes us righteous in the eyes of the Father. It's not on our own terms. It says that, I think it's Romans, that says that, like, you know, we are, you know, we're made righteous in the eyes of the Father. It's, it's that, you know, by faith so no one can boast. Like, that is so, so important. And that is so important in recovery because it's not by what you do or don't do that you are made righteous it's by what Christ has done and that is the that is the relationship dynamic that we are deeply loved because of what Jesus has done not by what you do or don't do and I think so many people need to hear that I need to hear that that is the gospel that needs to be preached to ourselves and our families and people around us every single day so if you're going through a hard season that is a truth that you can hold on to if you don't believe it open up the word and just see how true it is that man our relationship with god is never changing never failing we see in the old testament as perfect examples of god wooing these sinful people back to him that have created idols and have fallen away from the lord he's constantly calling them back to him because he's their father it is so so important to start there that the foundation of your time of your faith is you are deeply loved even in your sin and that relationship, father, son, father, daughter can never be broken. But here's the big kicker. Is there things keeping you from fellowship with God? Are you, you know, struggling with unforgiveness? Do you have pride? Do you have unrepented sin? Those are things that are going to keep us outside of fellowship. And often when we are outside of fellowship, we, 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 we struggle to wonder, does God care about me? Does God love me? Does God see me? Does God even want to bless me? And the answer is yes. He absolutely does. But in fellowship, that is where blessings happen. So if there are things keeping you from fellowship, the only thing that is required of you is to confess and repent of the things that are keeping you from fellowship. And it's so vital. So if you're not able to wake up in the morning and read scripture, if you feel dry and are unable to pray, it's really good to begin asking questions of what might be in the way of that. Is it an expectation of disappointment that God won't come through for you? Is it a fear that God is going to punish you or he is punishing you? Are there 
further lies you're believing about who God is or what he does or what he doesn't do. It's so important to go below the surface and really expose what might be going on there. And I'll give you a quick example. So I realized about, I don't know if it was six months ago or so, maybe a little bit less, is I actually had this deep-seated lie that I expect to be disappointed in life. And I kind of always knew that it was there because I had been a pessimistic person in certain areas of my life, but I never really realized that I had that belief in that frame with God. And it really got exposed about yeah four or five, six months ago. And it was kind of this idea like, I believe God can do anything, that he's a miracle worker. But the question is, is will he do that for me? And I had this root, uh, this lie that was kind of like, I have to work harder than other people to be blessed. I have to do more than other people to to be blessed and get God's attention, which is just not true at all. But that lie had to be confessed and repented of it had to be broken and replaced for me to be able to really enter into a place of fellowship with god because yeah like i i think god does miracles i think he does bless people that are just way out in the left field but to live a life of blessing and abundance i really think that has to happen in fellowship and that's where we feel spiritually nourished that's where we feel connected to the lord and and i, and I heard it last week or something from helena she was talking about a really powerful um i don't know if it was a, pr a prophetic word she was listening to on youtube or what it was but she was talking about this really powerful truth that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us as Christians. God is constantly speaking to us. It's not our job to muster up the Lord's voice or his, you know, his his ability to speak. It's our job to attune our ears to hear him. And I think in 1 Kings there's a great story that shows us like Elijah was, you know, up, I think it was up on the hill there and there was the earthquake and the wind and all this loud noise around him and it says the Lord wasn't in that he had this small little whisper and it's just this perfect example that we need to attune ourselves to hearing from the Lord and I believe that is much easier much easier and more easily done in fellowship so I could talk about this for a really long time because I'm really passionate about it but I just wanted to really share that message of what would it look like for you to begin to believe that you are in an unfailing unbroken constant unconditionally loving relationship with a father who made you and deeply cares about you and deeply loves you and wants your best start there and then we say, what would it look like or what's keeping me from being in fellowship with this creator? Yeah. Are there fears that you have about God? Are there lies that you believe about God? And this is a lot of times where we do inner child work. We go back to a, a part of us, like a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old part of us that never knew Jesus or didn't believe in Jesus. And we actually invite Jesus to reparent and speak into that part. So there can be a crushing of lies that formed at a young age. And it's so powerful and, and and overall why this matters so much is because if this isn't the foundation of your life then i really don't think you can experience the freedom from pornography the freedom from betrayal trauma the freedom to be a man or a woman of integrity to be a son or a daughter of the most high king in a way of abundance so i'm really passionate about this because i really believe in freedom i'm really passionate about this because i know that this is how we yeah we we, we find our true calling in life we find our true passions in life is being in fellowship with the creator getting to know the one who made us the way we are and even more the one who made us who we are being 
created or molded to be. And I think like the recovery process is such a big part of that is being molded into who God made us to be and to be in fellowship along the way. You're going to experience so much more life and so much more abundance. And I'm, I'm just thinking about some stories of clients that I've had recently where, man, they just realized that they also expect disappointment from the Lord or they're afraid of him calling them to something that's uncomfortable. Like, our life is to be a living sacrifice to the Lord, and we so often hold on to our own comforts, not because we're you know dumb people or 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 just incapable or incompetent, but because there's a part of us, a inner child or something that really clings to comfort. I was talking to a client the other day where comfort and pleasure or happiness were like the two main things that he was told as a child that matter in life, and those two things don't really exist in the Christian life. Like, yeah, I'm not saying you're supposed to be like unhappy, but we talk about joy in the Christian life a lot more than happiness because happiness can be very fleeting. Joy is what we find, this un, you know, uncomprehendable joy that goes beyond circumstances. And then we find comfort comes from knowing the Lord, knowing that he is with us in all things. Comfort doesn't necessarily come from things being easy or, you know, a dissipating of suffering. Comfort really comes from the creator of the universe, the savior of our lives, being there for us and with us as we go through life. He is there to fight our battles. So, yeah, so much here. I really just wanted to share this as like, this is the foundation to recovery. This is the foundation to thriving. This is the foundation to marriage. This is the foundation to parenting. This is incredibly vital if you want to experience love and abundance in your life, in your recovery, in your marriage, in your family. So it is a pleasure for for me to share this. Again, it's not content that I created when I learned this six or so months ago. It blew my mind has really radically changed the way I see things. And I hope the same for you that this would begin to be the foundation for you to truly believe in your heart that you are a beloved son and a beloved daughter not based on what you do or what you don't do and that would be the what propels you into fellowship with a God, with a creator who loves you so much. And the requirement for fellowship isn't you cleaning up your act or doing a bunch of cool things. It's to come with a broken spirit, with a, with a, with a surrender to say, I want to be all in for you, Jesus. I want to be connected to you in partnership with you. I want to feel safe with you. I want to feel secure with you. And here I am. Here's my sin. I give it to you. I am so sorry. And I am ready to live for you. And that might be something you have to come back to often because that's, you know, when fellowship's broken because of sin, we come back through confession and repentance. So I hope this really blesses you. I could ramble and ramble and ramble. And usually Helena helps keep me on track so I can just, you know, probably end it here. But Really pray that you would think about this, that you would consider this, that you would discern this. And if you have found this helpful, if you think this would be helpful for somebody else, would you consider sharing this episode? Would you consider rating or reviewing the podcast? It would mean so much to us. And as I shared in the start, in the intro, really consider joining the Secret Habit Men's community or you know, getting Helena's Beneath the Skin program. Those are some great ways to get some content as we take this break from podcasting for the next you know, four, five, six weeks. So thank you for your grace. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for tuning in. We are so blessed that we have a platform to share our hearts, share our failures, because ultimately that's our mantra of Secret Habit is we want our failures to be your success. And that's really what it comes down to is we want to share with you what we're learning, what 
we feel is working in our lives so you don't have to make the same mistakes we did and you can have greater results than we've had and do it faster and quicker. So bless you, wishing you all the best. Take care.